the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Bukas Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, Pastor Sterling. I want to invite your attention to Luke chapter 8. We'll begin our reading in verse number 22. The word of the Lord reads as follows. Now, it happened on a certain day that he got into a boat with his disciples. And he said to them, let us cross over to the other side of the lake. And they launched out. But as they sailed, he fell asleep. And a windstorm came down on the lake. And they were filling with water and were in jeopardy. And they came to him and awoke him, saying, Master, Master, we are perishing. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they ceased and were, or rather, there was calm. But he said to them, Where is your faith? And they were afraid and marveled, saying to one another, Who can this be? For he commands even the winds and the water, and they obey him. Pray with me, please, this morning. Lord, we need you that you might open this scripture up to our life, to our circumstances, to our need. And speak to us, God, in a way that we can hear clearly from you and that we would not be confused. But rather, we would know what your will is for us and that you care for us and that you're speaking directly to us. Lord, save someone who's lost today. Reclaim someone who's drifting in their fellowship. God, allow your word to come in such a way that it edifies this body and encourages those who may have come to this point discouraged. Spirit of the living God, I yield to you. Have your way through this vessel of clay, Lord, that you might be glorified in this place and that your name might be exalted have your own way. I believe by faith you've already got a plan. Work it out in this place. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. This morning we want to continue a series of messages that we began on last Sunday entitled Divine Encounters Around the Water and at the Wells. We started last Sunday in Mark chapter 5 and we looked there at the subject matter deliverance by the water. It was there in Mark chapter 5 that we found this Jesus coming uh, to shore. And as he came to shore, a demonic possessed man met him there. We learned from the text that demons like to keep you in dead places. 
But secondly, we learn that demons also work to destroy you. Part of their whole plan is that of their father, who is Satan, and that is to steal, kill, and destroy. And so demons are working to destroy you. We also discovered in the process of our examination, you don't have to be possessed by a demon to be affected by a demon. That you can be equally affected just by the influence of the demon over your life. Finally, we looked at that text and we saw that when demons meet the divine, that's when deliverance happens. This morning, I want to pick up on this series of messages here in Luke's gospel. This encounter on the water actually happens before last week's story where Jesus got off the water. And so this story, though, very familiar and probably read, quoted, preached many, many times, and you've probably heard it over and over again, carries and has within it a lot of value for your life. And it has a lot of great application for us so that we can deal with the life that comes our way. Because life has a way of bringing storms into your calls. And so this morning, as I delve into this particular text, I want to talk to you from the subject matter, peace on a stormy sea. It might sound crazy to you, but the only way that you're ever going to experience peace on a stormy sea is, first of all, identified in the text. And listen what it says. It says, now, it happened on a certain day that he got into a boat with his disciples, and he said to them, let's cross over to the other side. Now, there's no peace on the stormy sea unless the last part of this verse happens. And they launched out. If you're ever going to experience peace on a stormy sea, it first requires that you launch out. You see, Jesus gets into the boat with the disciples and he gives the instructions, we're going to cross over to the other side. They can't get to the other side in the boat by walking around. You've got to launch out. And so the disciples launched out the boat from land into the sea. Playing it safe won't allow you to experience the power of the living God on a sea that is tumultuous and out of control. If you stay on land, you'll never know what God can do on the sea. I know things happen out there in the water, Pastor. So I'm not going out on that water. I'm going to stay right here. But what if Jesus says, like he said in the text, I'm in the boat. Let us. That's Jesus and all of the rest of us disciples. Let us launch out and go to the other side. What if Jesus says, I'm going to the other side. Are you still willing to stay on dry land to play it safe? You've got to launch out. You've, You've got to leave the shoreline. You've got to leave your safety net. You've got to leave that place in order to experience this peace on the stormy sea. Listen, you can't get to where I'm trying to take you if you stay on shore. And matter of fact, I'm in the boat and I'm going to the other side. And so it would behoove you to get in the boat. 
with Jesus and go ahead and launch out and trust that he's able to keep you where he's taking you. Now, let me see if I can make this plain to you because you think I'm just talking about getting in a boat and going across the river. No, I'm talking about moving from your status quo to where God is clearly leading you. And if I love Jesus, I probably ought to want to go where he's going. So if he's leading you to leave the shoreline, launch out. Launching means that that stability that you now feel with your feet on solid ground Apart from an earthquake, you got pretty much stability when you're standing on solid ground. But launching out means I've got to trust the flow of the water. I've got to trust what happens out there on the sea. And I might not have the sea legs to handle it by myself. In the text, it says, verse 23, as they were sailing, Jesus fell asleep. How dare him fall asleep? On the boat. And immediately after he fell asleep, then a windstorm came down on the lake. Now, we are theologically sound enough to know that our God does not slumber, nor does he sleep. We got that. But watch this. In his physical form, the flesh that God had wrapped himself up in needed rest. What does that say about yours? If Jesus' flesh needed rest... Yours does too. But watch this. But as much as his physical flesh had fallen to sleep, his divine nature was still awake. And while he was asleep on the boat, and his spiritual entity and presence was very much still in control, the Bible says a storm came down on the lake. I mean, it came out of nowhere and just woof. So the disciples who are on the boat, some of these disciples are fishermen. And fishermen who have been fishing on this sea should know that storms just come up out of nowhere. So most of you who are listening to me have been on the sea of life before. And you've experienced these sudden storms that come up. And so by now, you should have deduced that it is a normalcy of life that storms just come without permission. And can I say that the type of storms that come, we also don't get a say in. You, you can be healthy, and the next day, you're not healthy. That's how storms come. But they hit us all kinds of ways. This particular storm, let me see if I can dig a little, drill a little bit more. It says, a windstorm came down on the lake and they were filling with water. Watch this. Water is filling the boat. And fishermen are on the boat. One, Jesus is on the boat. And the storm is coming and the boat 
is rocking and reeling. And so there's, there's a multitude of problems going on on the boat. If I can use my spiritual imagination, there are some folk on the boat who are not used to being in this kind of storm. And if, if, if I got any fishermen out there, you know that even fishermen get seasick in certain storms. But folk who ain't never been on the boat, they are throwing up everywhere. And the storm is rocking and reeling. And their, their feet, their stability is, is upset. They're stumbling around trying to keep their balance on the boat. And while they're trying to keep their balance, the boat is taking on water. I wish I had a witness that this is how it feels in life sometimes. Like I'm trying to keep my balance and things keep hitting me from side to side. And as I look down, my boat is taking on water. My life is taking on water and I'm in jeopardy. So the text says, listen. They say they fell asleep on a boat and the boat's filling up and they were in jeopardy. That's what the text is. They, they thought we getting ready to, we getting ready to go. Um, in fact, if you keep reading, it says they tell Jesus we're, we're perishing. Mm. Listen, listen, just because water is coming in your boat doesn't mean you get ready to perish. Oh, can I help? Help me here, God. Um, in fact, I, I, I want you to do something. Um, look around you right now at the people around you. Look, let's, let's look at a couple people around you. Now, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you something. It looks like everything is wonderful in their life, but you know why it looks like that? Because you didn't look at their feet. If you looked at their feet, you would find out that their feet are wet just like yours. There's water in their boat too. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? And we're deceived to think we're the only ones in this storm. Other folk are going through the storm too. There's nobody in here that didn't go to the gas station and have to pay the same price that you did. We all dealing with the same stuff. Our gas bill keeps coming in and we don't even know what it, they talk about you saving money. Where am I saving? Water bills, electric bills, Verizon is just taking all of our money. Or whoever you got for internet. There seems to be more going out than coming in. Our feet are wet too. There's a storm in our house too. We're dealing with stuff too. You're not the only one. Realize storms come and not just in your life because in this text, if you not just look at Luke's version, but look at the other versions of this story, there are other boats around them and the other boats are suffering too. Everybody right now is dealing with the storms that are congruent and, and, and impacting our culture and our world. Accept and realize that storms come. They do. Don't be surprised. Don't be shocked. And just because there's water in your boat doesn't mean you're about to perish. Okay? Grab a bucket. Start bailing water. It comes in, you throw it out. And in verse 24, it says, And they came to him and awoke him, saying, Master, Master, we are perishing. So then he arose, he rebuked the wind and the raging water, and they ceased. And there was calm. Here's the third thing, and I'm out of your way. Peace on the 
stormy sea requires coming to Jesus. It's right there in the text. When they're in their panic stake mode, oh my God, we're perishing. We're taking on water. They're panicking. They, they're losing it. All in the boat. Going crazy because the storm came. That they should have known storms come. And they, they're going all kinds of crazy, but, but listen, listen to me. If you're, if you're in a storm and, and you, you've already launched out and you're on the water and the storm comes, which you knew it would come, if you get to that place, the first thing you better do is go to Jesus. Y'all still here? You do remember he's on the boat. Y'all do remember that, right? If Jesus is on the boat, that ought to give you a, a resource that you can tap into. So if we got 12 people on the boat, 13 people on the boat, there should be 12 folks bailing water. Jesus is asleep. Why is he sleeping, Pastor? Because he just got finished preaching a whole bunch of sermons and parables and over and over again dealing with all kinds of people's issues, healing the sick and all kinds of stuff like that. He needed some rest. So do what you can do. Stop crying and moaning and complaining. Grab a bucket and start bailing water and then go get Jesus. Verse 24 says, they came to him. They awoke him. They said to him, listen, listen to this. Master, master, we are perishing. This is panic. This is not calm prayer. This is, dude, you better get up. We're about to go down here. In fact, Mark's version says, don't you even care that we're perishing? Like, they ain't going to accuse Jesus of not even caring. Like, dude, you don't even care. You just let, you just go sleep. How can Jesus sleep and everybody else be in a panic? You got 12 dudes running around the boat panicking. They losing their mind. They think they're going down for the last count. We're perishing. We're going to die. We're going to die. And Jesus just gets up and rebukes the wind and the sea. After rebuking the storm, he says to them something that I found to be very strange, but it's very key. It's right here in the text. Verse number 25, he says, where is your faith? So I'm wrestling with this. Like, what is it that they should have had? faith in or what what is what are you after Jesus why did you ask them that question it's a bizarre question when you're in a position where you don't have control of the boat or the wind or the sea and you're subject to a storm that's hitting your life you didn't call cancer into your body you didn't invite this marital issue, you didn't cause your children to act like they act in this call. I mean, whatever the storm is in your life, it just came upon you. And so what is the issue of faith that he is after here? Is it their lack of ability to stand on the bow of the boat and command the sea and the wind to cease? I mean, did Jesus expect them to have that kind of and and faith that they would speak to the wind and the sea and the sea and the wind would be quiet just like he did did he really expect them to have that kind of authoritative voice or expectation in this particular point in time when he's not indwelling them but he's with them so I wrestled with that and then I thought well maybe it was that they weren't trusting that he said at the beginning when they got on the boat, we're going to the other side. And they somehow began to panic thinking we're not going to make it to the other side. 
Maybe he's addressing their lack of faith in what he had said from the beginning. Yeah, they, they panicked, but they were dealing with some real life stuff. I mean, water's coming in. Wind is blowing. Sea is rocking. I mean, I'm seasick. I'm throwing up. I'm, I'm out of sorts. What faith are you after? I think the text began to give some, some hints. He says, where's your faith? They were afraid, and they marveled, saying to one another, who can this be? The faith issue that they were dealing with that he's addressing is, you didn't have faith enough to believe who I am. Listen, this is our problem too. This is why we lose it in the storm. It's our faith in believing who he is. That's on the boat with you. That's in the storm with you. Who said I'll never leave you nor will I forsake you. It's a lack of faith in believing that God who's in me has the ability to sustain me even when I'm rocking and reeling. Even when the doctor's not giving me the report that I want to hear. If I know that I've got Jesus who is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. If I know that he's the one that came through 42 generations that somehow was born of a virgin. Oh Lord help me God who lived 33 years and did not sin. If I know it's him that's on the boat with me. If I know it's the one who allowed them to mock him and spit on him and crucify him. Nail him to a rugged cross and put him in a borrowed tomb. If I know it's him who on the third day got up with all power in his hand. Death couldn't hold him. Hell couldn't hold him. The demons couldn't hold him. Satan couldn't hold him. He got up with all power in his hand. If I know I'm on the boat with the one with all power in his hands, how dare me think I'm going to perish? You've got to know who's on the boat. I don't know what you're going through this morning. I don't know what storm you're dealing with this morning. But you've got to understand he's the God of the storm. He can speak to the storm and say, sit down and be quiet. And the wind will stop blowing and the sea will stop moving. Lord, help me, God. You've got to understand who he is. Without him, there is no water. Without him, there is no wind. Without him, there's no sickness. There is no disease. Whoa, help me God if you don't understand that he's not only the giver of life he's the sustainer of life you don't have to worry about oh I think I'm going to die you're going to die sooner or later but he's the one that holds the decision it's not the doctor Lord help me and I bless God for all the doctors but they don't have the final say listen to me they're doing what's called practicing medicine that's all they're doing. But my God doesn't practice. He is the medicine. He is the life. He is the strength. He is the power. He is the overcoming one. He's the one that makes the difference. And listen to me. He's on the boat with you, child of God. He's walking with you, child of God. Through the night, he's with you. Through the storm, he's with you. Child of God, he won't leave you. When you're in trouble, he's right there. When you ain't got no friends, he's your friend. He's with you all the way. Till the end. Yeah. 
Yeah! Yeah! Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I'm talking about peace on a stormy sea. You have been listening to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions and support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. For a copy of this sermon on CD or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org and remember to reference the title or broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together. And we invite you to join us in person for one of our spirit-filled worship services, Sundays at 10 a.m. at the Legacy Center, located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland, or virtually via our website, Facebook, and YouTube. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301-627-9500. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family minister in the spirit of excellence. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.